Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. We've hit 9,000 subscribers. Massive thank you to everybody that's helped support the channel and has been with us all the way since the start at the very beginning of the season. Uh, we're now on our way to 10,000. I mean, if we can hit that before the end of the campaign, that would be a huge uh, boost for us. So thank you so much. And if you haven't already subscribed, please make sure you do. If you're new to the channel, we do these shows every single morning at 9.30 a.m. Monday to Friday. You can watch all of the press conferences. We've got press box shows with Kai Karnak and Chris Wheatley over at football.london. We've got analysis shows to talking about all of the Arsenal fixtures, transfer insight shows, looking at all the players linked to Arsenal as well. And you've even got myself and Bailey making a fool of ourselves on Six Aside Football Pitches. So there's lots to tune in for. And we've got Chris Davison. You all right, mate? How you doing? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, boys. Very well. What an intro. Um, yeah, uh, pleasure to be back on here with you, boys, and I uh, hope everyone's keeping well. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Good morning to Bailey. You all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good as always. Thank you. Lovely stuff. You're welcome, mate. You're awesome. Thank you. You're welcome, mate. You're welcome indeed. Um, good morning to everybody joining us. Uh, we've got plenty to discuss in this morning's show. We're going to kick off, though, with seemingly the growing opinion throughout the footballing community that Arsenal have no hope of reaching the top four. Uh, plenty of pundits writing Arsenal's chances off. Bailey, this is perfect, isn't it, for us? Keep writing us off. It's what we want. Yeah, keep us behind the scenes. Keep us in the background. We'll keep grinding while you guys keep focusing the on Tottenham and Manchester United and West Ham <laughs> while we're in the background. That's great. We've got the top four advantage, but you wouldn't think about it. You wouldn't see. You wouldn't seem so the way the mm. pundits are talking. So we like that. Being, on, being the underdogs is better, of course. So, yeah, I'd absolutely take that. But it is interesting to see that pundits are writing us off I wonder why I think there's like a hmm. I don't know if there's a personal agenda I don't want to start anything but I think it's clear from the games we have the advantage we have the least games to play we've also looked the most consistent in the last few months so out the rest of it out compared to the other teams so it's interesting that they are writing us off but as you said we can't complain really we'll take that we'll take that absolutely Chris do you think it's going to be a benefit to us like we can just fly under the radar just keep focusing on the next game while everyone just you know writes off our chances well, I think um, Arsenal Football Club are very used to this, aren't they? You know, when you're a big club, you've got a lot of young players. It's been a very um, high and low season. You know, been bumps along the way, uh, and we're we're fighting for a Champions League place. You know, is there's going to be critics? There's going to be deltas out there, um, and there's going to be people that that write us off. Of course, um, everyone's entitled to their opinion. You've got to respect it, but all Arsenal can do, all, all Mikel Arteta can do in the in the players, just focus on on their game, take each game as it comes, and uh, and and look to get the three points each match, you know. And um, I think I mentioned it in a piece I done yesterday. You look at how far this team has come collectively as well, and the the comparison to you know from at the start of the season when we went on that 
the the three consecutive defeats uh, and and to now where we are fighting for this this top four place it, it's you know it's commendable you know credit where credit's due to the players and to Mikel Arteta for turning things around and you get a sense that within the character um, and the I suppose the mentality around this squad at the moment and and, and because of the 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 youth that it has in it as well. It's actually really impressive how they've managed to bounce back from such a low point earlier on in the season to where they are now and actually get their head down, focus on the football and get results. And that's what they had to do. You know, we, we look back at the beginning of the season, those three consecutive defeats. There was calls for Mikel Arteta to get the sack. The players were getting criticised for not, you know, putting in 110%. You know, there was so, it was, it was quite toxic, really, when you put your mind back to it. Understandably so, because, you know, it was frustrating. Um, but yeah, you look you look at where they are now and how, they've, how far they've come as a team, how much they've grown, I think, because of it, how much they've improved because of it, um, mentally and physically as players as well. I think, um, I think it's that, that side of things that's worked in our favour. Um, but uh, look, as I say, there's a lot can happen between now and the end of the season. There's still a lot to fight for. There's a lot at stake. I think Arsenal have proven that they can handle the pressure and they can grow stronger because of it um, and, and learn from the setbacks, especially from the season. But um, now they've got to try and handle the pressure, you know, where it gets the most intense. And that's when the other clubs around you are really pushing hard as well. You're ultimately aiming for Champions League football, which this football club has been without for a long time. So there's a lot on the line. Now the players have got to go out there and prove that actually they are up to the task. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be a big task every single game that we play. And Wolves is going to be the first huge test for us because they're going to be motivated. We're going to be motivated as well. And there's been a lot of talk around that game. I obviously would love to see us win it for more than just the three points and more than just the Champions League race, but just be, to rub it in Ruben Neves' face, quite frankly. like I really found his comments quite ridiculous and pathetic in, in the most blunt sense of the terms because to, to turn around and say that Arsenal over-celebrated a win where, you know, it's three points, it's football, it's a sport, we enjoy it, and it's about winning the games. And then for the Twitter account of Wolves to come out and say, celebrating in the right way like what is wrong with you like get real it's football like you got to enjoy it bailey how would you like to see arsenal celebrate a win on thursday if, if and when we get it <laughs> look i'm not as triggered as you tom but yeah oh, i'm so <laughs> triggered about this this is real it's ridiculous yeah it was unnecessary for me look wolves are behind us i don't care about them let's just forget about it they can come at us we don't have to go at them we just play our game, focus on top four, don't get into the mischief with Wolves who are behind us in the league. We just focus, look forward, not look behind us. But if we score, we just do what we have to do. If we want to over-celebrate, we can over-celebrate. If we don't want to celebrate, we don't celebrate. But if we do win, I expect the boys to celebrate as they did against Wolves in a way. So there's nothing wrong with that. So Wolves can keep complaining how they like. We're going to keep celebrating how we like. So Wolves, if you don't like us celebrating, then don't let us beat you. Simple as don't let us score against you if you have a big problem. That's the biggest question. Don't complain about us celebrating we've done when we've scored against you. Just don't let us score in the first place. Simple. Chris, how would you design a celebration against Wolves? Uh, I, I'd like the, the players to, to celebrate exactly how they did away to Wolves. Um, and look, it, the whole um, reaction uh, from and the, and the sort of the 
the bitterness from that that game afterwards, Ruben Neves' comments. Um, I think Connor Cody spoke yeah. out about them as well. You like you say the the Wolves um, official Twitter account as well, um, aiming to dig our way. But what if you know, like I said, what makes that more laughable now is that the fact that they're just two points behind us. So that actually just reiterates how important that win was away to Wolves. Because if we if we didn't win away to Wolves, they could actually be above us right now. You know what I mean? So. You know, it's um, it's laughable, really. Um, but hey ho, I think if we um, if we win again on Thursday night and get get the double over them, then that would be that would be perfect. Obviously, really looking at it now in terms of where Wolves also are and the results that other teams around us have got um, over the weekend, this one's even bigger than than the one a couple of weeks back. You know, if we get get the three points we can potentially climb up a bit more relieves the pressure off us obviously Wolves have taken a bit of a dent um, who are also very much in the mix now so yeah um, I would uh, celebrate the, the same way as we did away to Wolves maybe even even bigger Wow I mean I'd love to see us obviously get the win and I'm looking forward to, to writing up a description of exactly how I would uh, celebrate the game let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box there's mixed responses uh, to be fair, uh, Byron says I'd just celebrate by singing Ruben Neves What's the score, which, you know, would be fantastic to see going around the Emirates. Um, we need to try and get that going viral. Um, Melly says, just celebrate. Who cares what Wolves think, which is kind of very much what Bailey feels as well. And SH saying they're barely spot on. I would just concentrate on us. Zander, though, saying that Gabriel and Saka specifically should dance right in front of Neves' face. Uh, Daniel Robert asking for a Ramsdale knee sliding across the pitch. You know that meme where, like, they get that person yeah. to, to slide yeah. and then they just start spinning across space. Like, <laughs> that's what we need to see with Ramsdale. <laughs> just spinning across. It's uh, just all across Molyneux would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> Vinny says fireworks, flares, have a wolf-shaped trophy that we can bring on the pitch at the end of the game. Present to the players, including the runner-up medals for Wolves, as they leave for. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, I am brings this up as a really good point. Pedro Neto is going to play. It's a huge, huge game. We need to win the match. Any result less than three points means that we are not ready for top four. Do you buy into that, Bailey? Do you think that anything other than three points against the side that are two points currently behind us? Is it shows that we wouldn't be ready for top four? Don't think it shows we would be ready, but I like the mindset. I do like the mindset that we do need. We have to get three points. Like every game is a cup final, as we've been saying. So I don't think it would show that we're not ready because Man United lost at home to Wolves, Tottenham lost at home to Wolves as well. So so they must not be ready either. But yeah, I like the mindset. Three points a must. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, Zana says, Tini kicking the away, changing room door, call that guy and shout, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this it's just brilliant seeing some of these different things. Asar asking though, what then happens if we sign Neves, Chris? Uh we should say sorry. Just sorry, mate. It was just a bit of banter, weren't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, um, I'm not sure uh I'm not sure um Arsenal will take it too personally if he was to sign and they'll um they'll they'll forgive, I'm sure. Uh but yeah, I mean it's a it's a poss real possibility, really, isn't it, when you consider mm. the position Arsenal find themselves going into the summer, they're absolutely needing a new central midfielder. I think they're long term admirers of, of Ruben Neves as well. I've been linked with him over the last uh, couple of transfer windows. So can't rule that one out. Um and I think look, you know, it's all fair and well us joking about it. You've got to joke about these things. Um but uh, Wolves will pose a real threat for us on Thursday, you know, and I think it's it's really important that we, the, the, you know, that we, we focus on our game 
of course, we don't care about what Wolves think and, and what happened the last game. We, we we should look to take that into the game with us as extra determination to to actually get the win over them again. Mm. Um, but then on the other on the, on the flip side, Wolves will want to sort of get their revenge and actually look. We beat them and then they went away to Tottenham and and, and beat them at their place. So they know we, we know the quality they've got. They've obviously just beaten Leicester as well. So they're in um, they're in decent form considering you know we beat them the other week. Um, and they've bounced back strongly from it. So, you know, um, they will pose a real threat for us on Thursday. They've got a lot of quality in the team and it's a massive game. We know each game now for us between now and the end of the season is, is huge. Um, so, yeah, um, hopefully we can get the job done, but we can't underestimate them, that's for sure. Vinny's saying, I'd rather Neves than Tillemans and Fabian Ruiz who we've been linked with. Being solid defensively in the pivot is key for me, plus he can play in the deeper or Xhaka role. And that brings us nicely on to the next topic, which is this rumour from the Mirror suggesting that Arsenal are in talks with uh, Fabian Ruiz's agents. In fact, representatives of the clubs have supposedly met to discuss his, his terms of what he'd be asking for. Napoli supposedly asking for just £16 million uh, for Ruben Ruben, I'm getting obsessed now with uh, Fabian Ruiz. Um, but Bailey, do you, is that a deal that's kind of too good to say no to? Or do you think we should be kind of waiting for a better option? Yeah, personally, I, I know he was high, he's highly rated Fabian Ruiz. I'm not, not going to lie, I'm going to sit and say I've seen every game that he's played. I've seen a few games. I am impressed by him. He's a good player. But again, in January, as we saw, we have our plan and... It seems that we have the players we want and Arteta has located the players he wants. He's he's identified sorry, the players he wants. So if Ruiz is not a part of that, then maybe we should avoid it. Is there a reason as well that Napier are sending him for only £16 million? There's a year left on his deal. Yeah, left on his deal. That's why. Okay, fair enough. Then then it does make sense. But I think we have our options we should go for first. And that is definitely an option we should consider. I think we might need two central, central midfielders in the summer anyway. If Shaka does, does leave, for example, then I think 16 million is an absolute steal because it, has, it allows us to still bring in a, a, power, a powerhouse of a midfielder mm. as well alongside Fabian Ruiz. So that, it depends really. I think I'd bring in Ruiz if we have, if we do need two midfielders. But if he's our sole midfielder, then I'd, I'm not sure. I think we'll, I'd go for a Ruben Neves or something like that or maybe a Renato Sanchez TC. Oh, dear me. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, obviously, we heard from Chris uh, yesterday on his thoughts on Ruiz. So we'll, we will move swiftly on to the questions and start with you, Chris, with this question uh, from let's go to Byron, who says, uh, will we see Laconga play a more prominent role in the last few months, given that Xhaka will likely leave in the summer? Yeah, potentially. Can't You can't rule it out. I think... I think Arteta maybe was playing Lokonga more than he would have liked to um, in certain stages of the season. When you think about Thomas Partey being injured, Granite Xhaka picked up that suspension, didn't he, away at Man City? And, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and uh, we've had a few issues in central midfield. So Lokonga, I think, was playing more than he would have expected as well. But um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, he'll learn from it. You know, he's still a very young player, and he's still got a lot to um, to to develop and and learn. I don't think he's ready to be a starter at the moment. I think when you have Thomas Partey and Granite Xhaka, you know, their experience and their more their overall quality is is far more better than the Conga, in my opinion. Um, but I mean, look, if we were to 
qualify for European football this season, which obviously we're we're in a fairly strong position at the moment to do. That opens up more opportunities for certain players next season to get more game time. Obviously, we've just had the the cup competitions, the FA FA Cup and the Carabao, which obviously um, both ultimately ended in disappointment, especially the, the FA Cup, and we weren't able to maybe get as many players involved in that as we would have liked. But um, you know, if we were to progress into the Champions League or the Europa League next season, then there's still more games to our to our calendar, and it's another opportunity for for maybe players to to rotate, get more game time, get opportunities to impress someone like Sami Lokonga, for example, who, who could have even more competition to deal with um, from next season. When you think about, obviously, Party's going to keep his place into the team, you would expect, but then. Granite Xhaka, he'll either stay or go. If he mm. if he leaves, um, we'll obviously get that replacement in for him. And even if he stays, Arteta could look to get a, an upgrade on him. So, yeah, the, you know, there's it's not going to be easy for Lokonga just to get straight back into the team. He's got to work hard for it. I think that's the the key. Absolutely, you know, you look at how Nuno Tavares got on in the earlier stages of the season. He came in, he was impressing in training. When he was brought on during matches, he he made a difference. He looked dangerous. Um, obviously, he's fallen back a little bit since, but. Yeah, I, I know Sami Lokonga can do the same. There's no reason why he can't. He's he's got the head. He's got the He's got the intelligence to, to become a really good player um, and he's, he's clearly talented with a lot of potential. Um, he just needs to find that consistency in his game um, and, and learn from some of those mistakes that he's made in certain moments. Um, but I've got no doubt he can bounce back strongly and, and secure a, a, a better position, a better role in the side. But it, ultimately, you've got to work for it. You've got to show Arteta that you're better than Granite Xhaka. You're better. You're a better option than, than Thomas Partey. And you're gonna really give it your rule when potentially a new face comes through the door as well. Hmm. Uh, Graham Cooper saying a bit of a left field suggestion here. Would you look to sign Sergio Roberto from Barcelona on a free transfer? I know he's 30 years old, but he can add score depth and can play right back in midfield. For me, no. Uh, and I can see from Bailey's head, he's shaking his head as well. I just don't think he's the right profile of experience that I'd be wanting. If we're going to sign someone who's 30 years of age and has got experience, I'd be looking into the Premier League more and getting someone with Premier League experience at that age. But I like seeing where we're going with this kind of younger version of the team so i would skew more towards that end of the spectrum graham uh, if i'm honest ian says bailey if tommy is not fully fit do you trust cedric against neto and pedent cedric has deputized well so far as second choice yeah yeah i do i think it'd be unfair not to trust him over the last couple of games cedric has done really well and we have to admit that so i definitely trust him of course they've got the portugal connection there so i hope cedric knows their greatest strengths and maybe vice versa but i definitely i think cedric does suit that profile to defend against them so why not why not have Cedric against those two yeah I think that uh Pedence is an interesting one I think he's got bundles of talent but he falls into kind of that similar category as Alan Samaxaman to me is they're both kind of a lot of flair but their end product is really inconsistent Mm. so uh we saw a great goal from Pedence against Leicester but that was his first Premier League goal of the season because he's a lot of show and you know, not as much go. Um, lastly, from AA Ron, Chris, uh, should Martinelli start against Wolves? If he started, would you like to see him as a nine instead of Lacquer with him and Smith Rowe interchanging, given Arteta's comments regarding the false nine run? Uh, it's, it's a difficult one, this, because, you know, I, I, 
it's a good headache for Arteta to have, isn't it? When you, you think about choosing between someone like Smith Rowe and, and Martinelli, both great talents um, who give their absolute all for the team when they do play. I'd, 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 I'd stick with Smith Rowe personally. Um, I'd, I'd keep the, the same lineup as we had against um, Brentford. The only change I would potentially make is is bringing Tommy Asu back in if he's fully fit. Um, but yeah, I, apart from that, I, w- I would keep the, the, the team the same. I just think Smith Rowe, um, he's obviously high on confidence after that goal against Brentford at the weekend. He had a fantastic game. Obviously, the link-up that he has with Odegaard, Saka, um, in particular, makes a massive difference going forwards. Um, and yeah, I, I think maybe if we're struggling for a bit of bit of creativity, a bit of energy in the last stages of the game, you know, Martinelli, even Nicola Pepe are great options to come off the bench. Um, I think maybe, you know, if there, there was one way to get Martinelli into the team, it would be to, to play him as a striker, maybe ahead of Lacazette, who has been struggling. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think he hasn't scored a Premier League goal from, from December. I think I, I saw yesterday. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's that's not good enough. Um, and ultimately, he needs to improve on that front between now and the end of the season, especially if we are obviously wanting to to give absolutely everything to, to finish in the top four. Um, so maybe that's another route for, for Martinelli to come into the team. Um, we know he has an eye for goal. We know he had something different. Um, but at the same time, Wolves... Wolves do have sort of tall, strong centre-backs. And when you look at, and I'm I'm not saying this to annoy people because I know it's been said a lot, but I'm just thinking about Lacazette's hold-up play <laughs> in particular. <laughs> against that Vlaovic-level you know I mean? hold-up play is what you're oh, talking about. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that, TC. But, um, but you know, I just think maybe he, he has better chances with his strength and his hold-up play against some of those bigger, taller, stronger Wolves centre-backs um, in, in particular. Um, I'm not sure we'll have much have much luck in the air, um, but um, you know, that's just, it's just an idea um, to bring others into the game. We, we know that is apart from his his um, his other qualities that we ha- don't see often enough as a striker in Lacazette. You can't argue that you know his ability to bring others into the game is is one of his strengths. Um, so we could look to play uh, against that um, with with Wolves. Um, but yeah, uh, I'd stick with the same attacking lineup against Brentford, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that I would stick with it as well. I think Smith Rowe is, I mean, he's our top scorer, um, and he offers so much when he gets into that side. Yes, Martinelli gives you the press, he gives you the energy, but I actually think coming off the bench against Wolves, Martinelli might be able to offer us something as well. Like if you play, and there's kind of this thing about wanting to cram all of them into the same team, which I'm not a massive supporter of, to be honest. I like the idea of having Martinelli and Pepe as attacking options from the bench at the moment, rather than just Pepe, if you were to start all of them and it doesn't work. So I think that we've got options there. Um, Obviously, we'll be talking more about the game tomorrow and on Thursday in those shows. Thank you so much for tuning in, people. There's over 160 of you watching live. If you haven't done so already, please do drop a like on the video and subscribe. Thank you so much if you've helped us on our way to 9,000 subs on the YouTube. Thanks for tuning in on Facebook as well. If you haven't done so and you haven't hopped over from Facebook to YouTube to make sure that you drop a press on that subscription button. Thank you, Bailey. Much appreciated time, mate. Thank you, TC. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everyone, in the comment section too. Chris, it was a pleasure, my friend. Pleasure as always, TC. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Bailey. And thank you to everyone tuning in this morning and getting involved. I hope everyone has a great day.
Absolutely. We'll be back this afternoon uh, with possibly two shows, definitely one. Analyzing Arsenal with me and Josh will be out looking back at that Wolves, uh, sorry, at that Brentford game, looking ahead to the Wolves game. So I'll be looking forward to breaking that down a lot more. And you'll be able to watch Mikel Arteta's press conference on the channel tomorrow when that drops too. So make sure you're subscribed with that notification bell turned on so you never miss a show. See you soon, guys. Have a great day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.